Hello, this is Louise Sorrell. I'm talking to TV Confidential. And you should tune in because they're really wonderful. Roberts with a reminder that Veronica Red will join us later on in the hour. We hope you stay tuned for that. In the meantime, on the line with us right now is our friend Alexis Hunter. Alexis Hunter, author, activist, and artist. Alexis Hunter is the author of Joy Lansing, A Body to Die For, an intimate memoir of Alexis's four-year relationship with actress Joy Lansing, a relationship that Joy and Alexis both had to keep under wraps, partly because of the pressure that Joy felt to maintain her image as the blonde bombshell and the object of desire for men, a pressure that Joy felt from the outside. We'll make that very clear in our conversation in just a second. But also partly because this being 1968, 1969, 1970, when all this was happening with Joy and Alexis, the public at large was not as accepting of same-sex relationships and same-sex liberation as we are today. There have been several exciting developments about Alexis's book, since her last visit on our program. We'll tell you more about that in just a second. Alexis Hunter, welcome back to our show. Oh, thank you so much, Ed. I'm thrilled to be back. I love doing your show. And I'm thrilled to let our listeners know that there's a big announcement, but before we give the big announcement, a Joy Lansing, A Body to Die For, since our last conversation, has been reissued as a second edition, correct? It's almost out. It should be out any minute. Okay, so Alexis has an event coming up on October 18th, so I would imagine the second edition should be available for that event. Yes, yes, it should be. Uh, I hope it is. (laughs) (laughs) Better be. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, well, uh, you're scheduled to sign copies on... uh, October 18th. Yeah. Uh, so I, yeah. it, uh, it, it would not be a good book signing if you do not have books to sign. So uh, That's very true. That's very, very true. So it, it's an exciting event. I'm thrilled out of my mind, especially it's, it's being held at the Stonewall Inn in New York mm-hmm. uh, on October 18th. And, I mean, so many things happened for the gay movement. That's That was the beginning. Mm-hmm. Stonewall in the Stonewall riots, and that was the year that Joy and I met. We met in uh, January of 1969, and uh, a lot of things happened then. But they didn't really happen for for Joy and me at that time. We still had to, you know, keep everything under closeted because, first of all, it was still illegal at that time to have a homosexual relationship, and it was a scary time. And we had to we had to keep things, as they say, on the down low because it would have ruined Joy's career. So that's why I had to uh, pretend to be Joy's younger sister, Rachel. I mean, long story short, Joy introduced me to Joey Bishop, and Joy said, "Well, uh, you look like a Rachel, so you should be Rachel." <laughs> so, whatever, you know, whatever. So you know, I'm mellow. I don't care. <laughs> Yes. Okay, so then I'm Rachel. I became Rachel Lansing, Joy's, Joy's sister. And we, we we were able to pull it off because we were both blonde, same color eyes, and, and so people believed it. So it, it was no issue. 
because that was my main goal. I didn't want anything to hurt Joy, my God. And her, her career was so important to her. I mean, she lived for it. So that's the story, Morning Glory. That's the story, Morning Glory. The story of how the circumstances that led Joey Bishop to give Alexis her, her new name and the story of how Joy and Alexis protected each other at a very, during a very, very uncertain time, all told in the pages of Joy Lansing, A Body to Die For, Joy Lansing, A Body to Die For, the story of Alexis's relationship with Joy Lansing from 1969 through Joy's death from breast cancer and her untimely death from breast cancer in 1972. Alexis talks about uh, her life with Joy very openly and Joy Lansing a Body to Die For, a book that also serves as a cautionary reminder of the risks involved in plastic surgery and silicone injections. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. The second edition of Joy Lansing, A Body to Die For is scheduled to come out in October 2021. And plus, as we mentioned a little earlier, Alexis will be signing copies of Joy Lansing, A Body to Die For at the Historic Stonewall Inn in New York City on Monday, October 18th. There's been another exciting development since your last visit. Joy Lansing, A Body to Die For, will soon become a miniseries. Yes, yes. I'm working with Vincent DeSalvo as a producer, and uh, Joseph Doherty is a magnificent writer. He did 30-something and Pretty Little Liars. Pretty Little Liars. He did an excellent show with Holly Hunter called Saving Grace about 10 years ago. Joe's a great writer. He's a great Uh, storyteller, and he's a man with tremendous heart. Oh, what a great guy. He loves my book, and for all of us, it's a labor of love putting this together, and it's so exciting, and I can't stand it. I'm just like, you know, the old pinching yourself. Is this real? Is this real? Yeah, it is real. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm blown away to have such talented people. Vincent DeSalvo is a great producer, great guy, such a wonderful man. And Joe Doherty, my God, I mean, it couldn't be better. It really couldn't be better. So I'm, I'm just, I'm blown away. Well, I'm just with very good reason because we've talked about this before. At the time, particularly the four years you spent with Joy, you're not thinking about, oh man, I'm, we're pioneers. Oh man, we're, right. you know, we're doing something nobody else is doing. You're not thinking about that. Oh, you're just enjoying your time with oh, yeah. the woman who is the love of your life. But when you go back, it, it could be surreal sometimes when you go back and you revisit that time when you're oh, ready sure. to write about it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, we were just like two kids in love. It was, it was an amazing, amazing time to be with her. We weren't banging the drum. We weren't activists at that time because, first of all, there's no way we could. It was a scary time for same-sex relationships. So, you know, we stayed pretty much to ourselves. We didn't go to parties. We didn't do any of that stuff because there would always be an issue. You know, someone would be hitting on her or hitting on me, and it it would be very uncomfortable, you know, and we couldn't take the chance of rumors. It would have been devastating for her. It wouldn't really affect me because 
I was nobody. <laughs> I was just a Bigfoot monster. Well, you're, you're quote-unquote nobody in the world of Hollywood, but you were very much right. somebody in the eyes of joy. Yes, I was, and that was the best part. You know, that's what was important to me. So, you know, we kept to ourselves. Our whole lives revolved around going out to <laughs> That was it, baby. <laughs> we didn't do any much of anything else, you know. That and watching, uh, watching the tube. We saw the moon light, you know. I think of the moon landing. Mm-hmm. Or uh, God, a lot of exciting things happened. And we, um, we went to New York, and then she appeared in Vegas, and uh, got to see some of the greats. I mean, we saw Elvis, we saw James Brown, kind uh, uh, tons of really icons uh, uh, I, uh, Tina Turner my god everybody it was it was a very exciting time especially for me because I was I was when I met her I was only 21 I was just a kid and um, I mean this was a whole new world for me it's a whole and, new it's a whole new world for you and you capture the sense of first love, first true love at a very, very tender age. You know, look, if we're lucky enough, we find our one true love in life. Right. And to to discover that person at a time when we're still developing and growing as a person, that's very, very exciting. And again, you captured that wonder, that sense, that awe of, of first love and first true love at such a young age. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad that you like the book. And, and yeah, Joy was so much. She was so, I mean, my God, I wish you could have known her. She was just so amazing, sweet, kind. She was not her, her image. She was not the sex pot. She was a sweet girl next door in reality, but happened to be magnificent, just so beautiful, even more beautiful than her photos. She was like Marilyn Monroe in the sense that she was way more than just the image that was projected. She was a smart person. She was a thinking Uh person. She was a very, very gifted person. And you got to know that person. Yeah, what a blessing that was. What a gift. My God, talk about the odds, Ed, of me. I had moved from Kansas when, oh God, in 1964, and then lived in L.A., moved to L.A. because I was going to be, of course I was going to be a big movie star, Uh, like 1967, and I lived at the studio club, you know, and at that time, uh, God, Farrah Fawcett lived there, and Sally Struthers, uh, you know, some biggies, Mm -hmm. and um, I got the... I had a friend who had been doing uh, a film called Bigfoot, which was a stinko, terrible, probably one of the worst films that was ever made. Uh, And she was a Bigfoot monster. And she called me one day and said, I cannot stand this frigging monkey suit one more day. Do you want the job? And I said, of course, because that was what was going to make me a big star. I knew that. So I said, of course, and that's how I met Joy. I mean, what are the odds? I mean, it's phenomenal. I, I, I truly believe I was predestined to meet her and to be with her because 
I mean, it would be an impossible thing. It was just amazing. And we met, here I am in the monkey suit, sitting in makeup with this, I mean, it was such a low-budget film. They were gluing hair on my hands and my face and, like, using, like, spray paint, black spray paint and plastic fangs. It was just terrible. And then she sits next to me, you know, they were doing her makeup, and she was just so sweet. What a sweet, sweet person. So, I mean, it's a fairy tale. Absolute fairy tale come true. It's a fairy tale come true. Alexis Hunter met actress Joy Lansing in 1969 on the set of Bigfoot, a bad movie that turned out to be the beginning of a beautiful relationship between Joy and Alexis that continued until Joy's untimely death from breast cancer in 1972. Alexis talks about her life with Joy in Joy Lansing, a body to Die For, a book that also serves as a cautionary reminder of the risks involved in plastic surgery and silicone injections. The second edition of Joy Lansing, A Body to Die For, will become available this month, October uh, 2021. For our listeners on the East Coast, Alexis will be signing copies of Joy Lansing, A Body to Die For at the historic Stonewall Inn in New York City on Monday, October 18th. So as we say, there better be copies available for that signing. Uh, uh, Alexis will also read from Joy Lansing, A Body to Die For, that night, and a question and answer session will follow the reading. Uh, Joseph Doherty, the screenwriter, producer, and director, who is writing the screenplay for the upcoming miniseries edition of Joy Lansing, A Body to Die For, is also scheduled to be at the event on Monday, October 18th. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. You can contact Alexis Hunter on Facebook through her Facebook handle, which is Rachel Lansing. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. We've talked about some of the various people that you and Joy encounter in the pages of Joy Lansing, A Body to Die For. Some come across better than others. We'll tease this. Burt Lancaster does not come across well. No. Frank Sinatra comes across well. Yeah. Yeah, she she and Frank had an affair, I think, for probably about, I'm not sure exactly how long, at least a year, and she liked him. It didn't work out, which was good for me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it worked out for me really well. Yeah. But, I mean, they were seen everywhere together. It was an interesting relationship. That's all I can say. Yeah, and another interesting relationship was Joy's relationship with her husband, Stan Todd. Now, Stan was a narcissist, but I would consider him a good narcissist. Yeah, he he, he, he was well-intentioned. He, he wanted to be a star. Mm-hmm. That was the whole bit. And he wanted to be important. I mean, just for example, you know, he could be in a restaurant and Hugh Hefner could be sitting at the other end of the restaurant with other people. And the following day, he would tell everybody he had dinner with Hugh Hefner. Yeah. He did in his mind. You know, he, yeah, he had dinner and Hugh Hefner was there. But, you know, it's, it, he and he instead of. I mean, it would frustrate me. He was introducing Joy to anybody. He wouldn't say, this is my wife, Joy, or my sweetheart, Joy, or this is Joy. This is my wife, Joy Lansing, the movie star. 
serious, Ed. My God. Well, I'm laughing, I'm laughing and smiling, particularly the part where he would leave out, there was Hewitt Hefner, me, and 17 other people. You know, exactly. I, I'm laughing because I know a few people like that, and I'm sure you know a few people like that. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, uh, he, he had to include himself in anything that happened that was important that would get any press. And he always had to say he was a producer, which he wasn't. He was a very successful guy in the rag business, you know, in clothing. Yeah. He used to uh, import clothing from, uh, I think, Korea, and he did very, very well. So he was a success in his line of work, but that's not what he wanted. He wanted to be a star. He wanted to be a big shot. And through joy, that's how he, you know, he had his self-importance. And what makes him a great character as well as an important person in the story of you and Joy, Alexis, is once she was diagnosed with cancer, uh-huh. he, Stan stepped up to the plate and he made things, he made a lot of things possible for both of you. Yes, he did, yes. Uh, we moved in, and he moved in with us. We got a penthouse at uh, a place called Fountain View West where... Uh, Los Hannigan Fountain Meat, we had the penthouse, one of the penthouse apartments, which was really cool, and he lived with us, and it made things so much easier, my God, he was, above all else, he was a good person, his ego was an issue, he was a little bit narcissistic, he, you know, he was all of those uncool things, but he also had a heart. Yeah, he like a lot of us as people, he was a walking contradiction. Absolutely, that is a perfect description. Perfect description of him. You know, and after Joy died, he and I stayed very, very good friends. The funny thing is, people keep asking me, "Was Stan aware of our relationship? My relationship with Joy?" No, he was absolutely oblivious. I think his ego was so big that he couldn't imagine that Joy would go with him. <laughs> Especially a woman. Oh my God! Because Joy was a sex symbol. You know, she had lots of male associations. Let's put it that mm-hmm. way. And so he couldn't possibly envision that. What in the hell would Joy be doing with some woman? You know. So, uh, and I slept with her. He had his own room. I don't know what went through his head, uh, but. He managed to <laughs> ignore everything. And and Joy and I were not demonstrative in front of anyone. I mean, we were, we were uh, friendly, but, you know, warm, but there was no, we, we didn't start uh, kissing in front of him or any of that stuff. So, so there'd be nothing other than <laughs> sleeping together. I don't know. <laughs> but, he, you know, it just didn't dawn on him. And the funny thing is, after she died, probably about a year afterwards, we were uh, we were having lunch, and he asked me point blank. He said, "I've always wondered, were you and Joy lovers?" And I said, "I said to him, I said, Stan, do you really want to know?" <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "Yeah." And I said, "Yes." And he said, "Well, I had a funny feeling you might be, but I didn't know." And I go, "Okay." <laughs> And and so that was that. 
he didn't care because uh, he wasn't sleeping with her. I mean, he was more of a father image to her. I mean, she loved him. Yeah. She loved him. He was very important in her life. And so that was cool with me. I loved her so much, it, it didn't matter. Dan Todd is one of the many characters who come to life in Joy Lansing, A Body to Die For, the revised second edition of Joy Lansing, A Body to Die For, will be coming out in October. If you are on the East Coast, uh, if you'll be in New York City on Monday, October 18th, you can meet Alexis Hunter and Joseph Doherty, the screenwriter for the upcoming miniseries edition of Joy Lansing, A Body to Die For, as well as producer Vincent DeSalvo. All three will be appearing at the historic Stonewall Inn, uh, 53 Christopher Street in New York City on Monday, October 28th, beginning at 6 p.m. There'll be copies available of the revised second edition of Joy Lansing, A Body to Die For. Alexis will read a passage from the book and a question and answer session will follow. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at tvconfidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.